All right, fellas, what are you wearing here? What do you got on? Start with you, Kit. Thanks for asking, Mason. Uh, I'm actually wearing a Celtics jersey. Boston. Boston. Uh, it's uh, got Shaq's name and number on it, and it obviously signifies that brief period where my favourite NBA player was playing for my favourite NBA team. So nothing too exciting about it, but I like it. And guns are out. What about you, boys? Mate, I'm wearing a uh, 4X uh, promo Queenslander shirt, also personalised with, uh, as you can see there, uh, personalised nickname and number on the back. Cute. Nicholas? Nick, what about you, my friend? (laughs) I'm in the uh, 2020 Wales Rugby Away jersey. Massive Subaru on the front. Subaru, Uh, I was going to actually get you to clarify (laughs) that. The, uh, the Kiwi Sport Subaru. Subaru, not Subaru. Um, gel grip on the front. Ripstop material, the most sort of authentic version you can buy. So uh, it's definitely hard to get on and off. Yeah, especially with big muscles like you, mate. <laughs> mate, the tightest part is around the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone working on anything exciting this week? Oh, look, look the, nothing really that I can talk about at the moment other than just getting e-com store ready for Firebirds. So I think I mentioned two weeks ago, uh, photo shoots were happening. So it's just transforming all those products onto online stores and, and preparing for merch stores. Uh, Nick, what about you? Yeah, this week we've been pushing out um, volleyball Queensland stuff. Um, so... 1500 items um, and then setting up all our uh, shops for um, Hockey Victoria and, and their upcoming seasons so stuff's happening and, and Kit, how about yourself mate? Not a great deal um, apart from the obvious uh, launching the early contender for the best NRL jersey of the year um, Yeah, just butting heads with a few of our teams trying to get ranges sorted uh, nothing too exciting but Let's address the elephant in the room on uh, what happened last week, boys. We recorded the podcast. I think it was a pretty good one. And then uh, some technical issues let us down, right, Mason? Yeah, that's it. Um, Who would have thought after doing 10 trial run episodes before going to launch and being very comfortable with where we're at and then two weeks in a row having somewhat IT issues, tech issues. The first week we managed to pull it off, but this week, um, well, sorry, last week, yeah, I think we just strike that as a buy round and game two in week three. <laughs> and what do they say? The uh, the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Well, uh, what have we changed this week? <laughs> what have we changed this week? Absolutely nothing. So I think we've got every digit crossed, hope, hoping that it's not an extended buy. So let's see how we go. All right, and uh, on that note, let's get into it, eh? Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense of the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason Changton, and with me are my co-hosts, Nick Bassett. Good evening. 
and oh, okay, the incredibly good-looking and charismatic Kit Lusev. Thanks, Mason. That's very kind of you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Just jumping in on the show notes there at the last minute for me. Thanks for that. <laughs> you missed uh, you missed my notes for Nick. I was doing it as you were speaking. Obviously, wasn't typing quick enough. But Brisbane's newest amateur AFL player, Nick Bassett. Uh, he, he looked pretty good too. One training, he's already uh, he's already taken uh, diving marks and, and intercept marks. So. Mate, if you get through the first match without throwing the ball, I'll buy you lunch. That's the one thing. What, what's the point of handballing it? Someone found a, a way around not throwing it. They found a loophole in the rules, so just change it. Now, I know, I know you're a historian with, with uh, kit uh, jerseys, mate, but I, um, I think I may have the answer to this in... I could be completely wrong, so hit me up if I'm if I'm wrong here. But I think early on you weren't allowed to release the ball at all with your hands. It was only kicking, but there was nothing stipulated in the rules that you couldn't kick with your fist. And so that's how the evolution um, happened. Interesting. I'll take that on advisement. I haven't heard that one, but it sounds good. Maybe it was on one of those uh, Toyota grand final ads, you know, where they're they're remaking maybe not necessarily all true um, <laughs> legendary stories from the game. So I could be oh, completely yeah. wrong. The old seven-pointer. <laughs> that's oh, it. that's a great ad. <laughs> that's brilliant. It is a good one. All right, so uh, let's let's get into the news, fellas. Uh, and being that we had the bye week last week, we're just going to cover quickly over some things that have happened over the last two weeks so uh new south wales back in traditional blue for the puma jersey in 2022 so this is from nswrl.com.au um bright and lawyers new south wales blues trendsetters wing, uh, trendsetting wingers brian to and josh Adokar have endorsed the team's new look puma kit for 2022 which will see them back in the traditional all sky jersey with no chevrons to mark the ampol state of origin series homecoming that has been 574 days in the making um, following on from that, we've had a few leaks online through some of the social channels. Shout out to our friends managing those um, around Blues captain and training jersey and Maroons training jerseys, including, I think, uh, an Indigenous training jersey there, which um, I think might have a contender also for jersey of the, of the year. Um, I know that talking to you guys last week in our ill-fated recording that um, you guys were a fan of those, uh, the Indigenous ones as well. Okay. Yeah, both, both my own ones uh, won, the, won the round for me, I think. No bias, but yeah. Yeah, I think you liked the Maroons ones and thought the Blues were left lacking a little bit, right? I'm completely unbiased Kiwi, so... <laughs> yeah, righto. <laughs> righto, Carmichael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cowboys l- l- launch NRLW bid. So this is from cowboys.com.au. So North Queensland Toyota Cowboys have today, not today, about two weeks ago, announced a bid to enter the team into the 2022 NRLW season. Uh, I know that they've been doing a lot of work in the background uh, kit. I think Gold Stars is the women's... Um, State Q- Q- yeah, QRLW, QRLW team yep. the gold star. So uh, as I previously said, it'll be interesting to see whether they go with the Cowboys motive or whether they, you know, think outside the box a little bit uh, and as they did with the gold star. So I guess we'll wait and see there. 
Well, yeah, before the under 20, they, what did they call it? The youth, youth cup, was it? That, this is going back probably 10, 15 years ago. Cowboys used to be the young guns there, their up and coming teams. And then they transitioned it all back to be under the, the Cowboys umbrella. But I think young guns have either still stayed around in some capacity or they've made a return in the last few years. But um, I think Raiders is another one that has the same team name, but is using different logos for their male and female brands. So it's an interesting... interesting one, isn't it? Whether you, um, you know, you go under that that motive of of one club uh, or you, you know, branch off and give the respective teams their own little sort of touch. Uh, I can see it both ways. Yeah, and I've thought that with the Lions, like the the female Lions team has a male lion on the front of it, and I, you know, nearly wonder when when that's going to become a talking point to 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 some people. Um, you know, the, the they always talk about the disparity in the pay and you know equal representation. It's it's interesting that that topic hasn't necessarily made it up yet. That we're you know, and it could be highly exaggerating something that's you know maybe not a big deal to a lot of people but you know having a female lion on the female lion's guernsey rather than a male lion anyway an interesting one is um, the sydney rooster drop <laughs> rooster is obviously a male chip so that's a good point um, yeah interesting very interesting uh, all right, switching on there. So Dynasty Sport launches their Ecotech range of recycled garments. So this is from dynastysport.com.au. Through Dynasty Sport's pro team and team wear programs, we are on track to repurpose in excess of, what's that, 12 million? There's a lot of zeros there, six zeros, plastic yeah. bottles in 2022. Along with the, the use of recycled bottles, the production of our Ecotech fabrics also has some great environmental benefits. In comparison to normal fabric, the production of our Ecotech fabric uses 62% less energy, 99% less water, 35% less waste created, and upwards of 20% less CO2 emissions. Do you, do you uh, know sort of yeah. um, how it compares to, to what Nike's been doing in, in the market for the last few years and Adidas with Parley? Is it much of a comparison? or? Yeah, from my understanding, a uh, similar kind of, you know, process to get it all done. So I, I guess it just more than anything signifies the way the world's going. Um, everything's become a lot more, you know, sustainably minded and um, I'm, I have no doubt we'll see more supplies and you know, more com- companies on a broader scale go down this route, right? I know that we've been doing it um, for a few years as a soft launch, so I think probably the last... Two, two, three years. We've actually had a lot of our protein, proteins in sustainable fabric. We just haven't told anyone. Um, and then our, our leaders jerseys have been a real focus as well because, you know, we've found that kids at school are the ones who are really pushing for this stuff. So, um, yeah, Mason. Yeah. I, what I was going to, um, shit. Completely forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, we, we, um, I know we've been working with um, bamboo fabrics and, and stuff um, where I'm at. So um, obviously we're a bit smaller than than where Dynasty's at, but it's it's definitely on the on the cards, on the radar for a lot of companies. Yeah. Yeah. If what I was going to say is what a, I think what a lot of people don't realise is the the fabric that 
you know, the sublimated gear does need to have an element of polyester in it to to get the ink to transition and, and transfer and stay on the garments. And as some people probably don't know, as polyester is a, a non-natural product yeah. as well. So the, the sustainability and recycled um, movement, um, there's a lot of different pathways you can take whether it be you know as as the ecotech one is um you know recycled bottles um even coming down to recycling the jerseys that you wear so for all for all of those that are you know getting social teams playing on a tuesday night or whatever else and you you know you're no longer with that team anymore um seek out how you can recycle those jerseys if you're not keen to keep them rather than chucking them in the bin because uh, even your jerseys ex- themselves can be broken down and, and transferred back into core states which then can then be you know used again and, and woven again into polyester fabrics to be to be used another time guys if i'm being completely honest when this was first on my radar and there was talk of it i i had concerns you know the naive part of me had concerns whether the fabric was going to be compromised or it was going to be especially sort of glossy or shiny but um you know i, I can't remember exactly how many fabrics we've brought in that are eco, but you have them side by side and you, you can't notice the difference, which just is such an incredible surprise to me when I first found that out. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's something that I've definitely noticed as well with the recycled fabrics that I've come across. You, you know, you're looking at polyester for the first time when you're looking at polyester that's been used as polyester before and when it's broken down and, and you know, cycled back through the system again, as you said, you nearly can't notice. Alrighty, uh, we'll jump on to the next item here. So we're going back to the future. Cronulla Sharks released their 2022 Heritage jersey. Based off the 1997 jersey featuring tonal logos made by Dynasty Sport and sold out within hours. So big, uh, big fans, big fans of this one. Early contender for NRL jersey of the year. <laughs> I'll put that in there, obviously. But, <laughs> Who um, this one, Kat? You, you know when, you know when a jersey is good when it starts to, you know, not just make, you know, us diehards, you know, the pages that are, us diehards follow up the jersey pages, which we all love, but it, it leaks into some of the mainstream commentary pages, like you know, bloke in a bar and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, the last twenty four hours we've been stoked with the reception. Um, I've I've been pushing it for a little while since I started working with the Sharks and was finally able to talk them into it this year. Lucky enough to get tonal logos on the jersey and um, as we can see, it's it's turned into a a ripper. Yeah, yeah. I uh, if I could just jump in and have my little rant now, which I sort of gave you guys a bit of a warning about. Um, now listen to a podcast during the week. And this sort of triggered it, as well as some of the feedback about the uh, the Cronulla Sharks jersey. And I know you guys both will be able to resonate with this, but it's just a little bit of inside information from us all. Do you guys find it a little comical that uh, when there's a, a, a bad jersey design or a bad logo, whether it be Neds on Titans, the green and NIB on the Knights jersey, it always seems to be the supplier that cops all the all the grief, like it's never the club, it's usually Dynasty or it's usually ISC or it's Classic's fault. But it seems like whenever a design is, is nailed, all the credit seems to go to the, the clubs. Now, as you guys both know, the suppliers have no say 
in where the Neds can be talked into having either a Big Orange logo or a Tone of White logo that is so far removed from anything that we have an effect on or an impact on. Um, so it just, it does make me laugh that, you know, we seem to cop the whack for, for things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you guys have any... Yeah. I know that I know that we've got a a clock to stick to here, but um, I could politely or lose my shit over (laughs) and and rant for hours on um, this topic. And uh, I think what I would like to do is save it for a another episode where we specifically break down sponsorship integration and we can actually talk more technically around it. But it does infuriate me when it gets really personal around this, the designer should be shot or should be sacked because of this. Um, I got told to hang myself once. This designer should go and hang himself immediately. Yep. And you've not even signed the sponsorship deal. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing. We're the biggest nuffies out of anyone. That's the reason we do this. We don't want, you know, big ugly logos on our beautiful designs any more than anyone else does, right? Yeah. yeah. It pains us more than anyone. It, exactly. And, yeah, I, I can only say, you know, keyboard warriors, you know, come at us, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you about it if you want to actually talk about it. Otherwise, um, don't, don't, just don't get personal because at the end of the day, there are so many different departments that all respectfully need to have their voice and their say um you've got marketing departments branding departments you've got the sponsors that you're trying to please you got the whether it's game dynasty valor who are trying to make the products um then you've got the teams themselves the hell even the players have a say in what they're wearing and what it looks like sometimes and so as a designer you go in you think yes i've got this project that i'm going to cover you know i'm going to cover on field or on court merchandise travel gear um, leisure wear, all of that kind of stuff. And you, you, you do it because you love it. You, you love working in the industry. You love what you do. But at the same time, you respectfully, um, you got to take the hits when you've got to please all of those departments. And then to get personal when it's released and say, you know, as you quoted, this, this designer should be hanged. Half of the time, you were never, as the designer, you were never fully pleased with um the design that you've produced and, or where, and where it's ended up right mm-hmm. exactly the final yeah. result you've got to make the compromises and then you've got to try and prove yourself or not prove yourself to the keyboard warriors and the super fans out there because the logo's too large or because the league has decided that there's going to be sponsors above numbers on the back because hell we need the competition to continue going um through a covid crisis so yeah yeah how, you got how, me ranting now anyway but how do you pay your players with those, without that sponsorship money to you know keep your club good um yeah exactly. yeah and, and those and a, those big contracts you know they're sort of the ones you you end up having to compromise a bit more on because they have the history and the heritage of the jersey um and they've got those bigger sort of boards that push back a little bit more um obviously you can direct them in a way you want to go but at the end of the day you're definitely uh, restricted in some of the things you can do um and yeah like you say with logo colors or, or sizes or whatever just recently i've you know been back and forward with customers about this is the size i recommend you know do this do this no we want it bigger we want it bigger okay i'll give it to you the size you want a week later after delivery, they come back, oh, sorry, the logo's too big. Can we order some more? Go back to your original size. You know, <laughs> we do this for a living. Just trust us. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there comes a point on the thing of a front of jersey sponsor where you can blow it up as big as you want, but it starts to wrap around yeah. the, the, the plane of your body, right? And you lose you lose the first half of it at, on a sort yeah. of side angle because, you know, we, for example, in this shot of the, the Sharks, you lose the A on the... On that depends on the oblique. on the sport, but do, do, you, do you have yeah. guidelines kit? You, you uh, like I know in some of the places yeah. I've worked in the past, it's about two hundred fifty, two hundred fifty to three hundred mil wide. Anything further than that for those playing at home, you don't want to go any wider than that. Yeah, that uh, the issue um, with some of the sponsor locations is that rather than a whip, it's a, a square centimeter. So you've got a, a long skinny logo like Aramax yep. or something like that, yep. and you can make it, you know, 400 square centimetres. It's just going to be something like 44 centimetres wide, which obviously wraps right around, and you, you don't get that that full effect of a logo. So, I mean, one of the first things I was told when I got in this industry is to pick your battles, and um, I think we can all agree that we've had to do that a, quite a few <laughs> times in, in regards to this. Absolutely. Sponsorship isn't yep. one you can really argument at, at times yeah um anyway moving on like you said we can uh talk about this for days but a little outside our, our realm but uh one that i have followed and found interesting bryce mitchell of the ufc gets venom camo shorts ahead of the newest ufc event says prayers have been answered this is reported by middleeasy.com this weekend, Bryce Mitchell will be rocking custom Venom Realtree camo shorts. Uh, apparently, camo shorts are essential to Bryce. Um, he, uh, he told UFC President Dana White that he wanted camo shorts for his next fight. Reebok made them. Obviously, in recent times, the apparel, uh, this, you know, the fight gear is now made by Venom. And uh, so he's now rocking his camo shorts, which is interesting. Bryce is a bit of a redneck hillbilly. Um, pretty famous footage of you know his opponent in the gym and lifting weights and stuff, and then it pans to Bryce and he's out there lifting a log with two bits of cement on either side. So, um, so uh, he's he's uh, he announced it on Twitter, s- saying, and I quote, "You bet your ass I got him." So very interesting. How good is um how good is real tree camo though? I'll always remember. Um, uh, bike Orange County Choppers did American Chopper back in the day uh, with with Real Tree. I f- loved that episode. I'd be good what it was. Obviously, it makes sense now. But. <laughs> so, many- so, so for those um, who aren't into seeing people punch each other and kick each other till they break their shin bones or <laughs> bleeding from their earlobes. Uh, is it generally a black and white short type scenario or a single colour short? What makes the camo so significant? <clears throat> yeah, that's a good question. I should have touched on that, but I'm not sure if you remember, if you've ever seen footage of, you know, the first, whatever it was, 10, 15 years of UFC and it was just blasted with logos. Yes. Um, looked like a Blues State of Origin jersey and you could have any design and people with flames and people, you know, there was no limit to what they wore. Uh, in an attempt to make things a bit more professional, they gave it to Reebok, and a lot of fighters whinged because they couldn't have their personal sponsors, and fighters were saying they make $100,000 less, but made it infinitely more professional-looking, a lot more block colours and simple designs, and I think um, 
blacks, whites, and then you had a choice of like your, your national color. So there is a, you know, a fair range of different colors, but, uh, Venom's recently got them in the last 18 months or something like that. Um, we've got some design lines and stuff like that, but, you know, never anything as exciting as, as camo. I know that some fighters have asked for things like, you know, rainbow shorts for, for pride and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, for, for Bryce to get camo shorts was a, a big move. So good on him. Yeah, sweet. All right, let's let's quickly tie up the the news and, and move on to our episode topic. So we touched on it last episode, Dortmund jersey finalists. So the final, uh, what have we got here? Is it final nine? Um, yeah. Final nine have been designs for the twenty three twenty four home jersey have all been released f- uh, for fans to uh, vote on, I believe. So. Uh, keep an eye out on that uh, at our friends at footyheadlines.com or obviously the Dortmund website itself. Last bit of news I've got here in, in case there's any late mail, uh, Italy Adidas partnership. So Adidas will become Italy's kit supplier starting from 2023. The Azuri will uh, end their contract with Puma at the end of the year after reaching an agreement with Adidas. That's from footballitalia.net. Yeah, um, so, Any, well, sorry. Um, I was just going to say, mate, <laughs> jump in because I know you'll have something to say on it. Uh, yeah, this just uh, brings to an end uh, 20 years of Italy with Puma. Um, they took over from Kappa in 2003. Um, World Cup winning jersey in 2006, Euro 2020 winners, 2020, so some famous jerseys there. Um, and always a bit of rivalry between Puma and Adidas um, being across the river from each other over in Germany. So a uh, bit of a bit of a big change there for for the Italian football team. Cool. All right, fellas, let's jump into our episode topic. And I thought, what better way to celebrate the start of the NRL for 2022 than to go and have a bit of a review of each team's brand or membership campaigns, their slogans, what they're selling and what they're pushing for uh, for 2022, including the league itself. So earlier this week, the NRL released the early footage or initial footage of their campaign, which is the Unreal campaign. Uh, a little bit here uh, from the NRL's campaign. The theme of our marketing for the 2022 season is celebrating all the authentic real moments that exist in rugby league, NRL Chief Executive Andrew Adbo said. From junior participation to grand final glory, our players and communities they represent the adversity of clubs athletes face the most importantly the authenticity of our fans our game is genuinely real and that's why and that's what makes rugby league unreal i'm not sure if you guys have seen the video yet but um similar uh, similar feel than from previous times you know you got your juniors and then panning through to seniors uh, nicely cut incorporating more diverse uh, bodies in the campaign. Uh, some players from the A. Uh, sorry, some players from the NRLW, um, and uh, I think Turbo features again. He seems to stay out of trouble, so he's a bit of a golden boy for the <laughs> NRL at the moment. Um, as well as uh, Cleary, senior and junior, uh, at the end there. Um, 
Did you guys have any thoughts or comments on Unreal on the campaign? Um, I think uh, something I've always sort of believed is, is sport is kind of the ultimate reality TV, so um, it's probably something that goes along those sort of ideas. Um, and Yeah, pulls into that idea of, you know, the fans getting into it like any reality TV show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sure. Very understandable direction to go in. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, what I what I found then, I was trying to do a bit of research around all of the teams and how they were promoting either pushing for ticket sales memberships or just hyping up the their season launches and their season campaigns. Um, and what I found is a nice variety of, um, I won't say effort because that's probably unfair after the rant that we've just put in before around our... Uh, the obstacles we face designing jerseys, but let's just say finished product or uh, resolutions around their marketing campaigns and perhaps how effective or catchy they might be to someone from a creative um, perspective. So I'll quickly just go through all of them. And then if we want to jump into any specifically we can, or if if not, I can just jump through and mention some perhaps honorable mentions, um, kicking goals or some, yeah, some, uh, try again next year's. So Brisbane Broncos have gone with inspired by history, build the future. And I think this is all, uh, coming back from, uh, their effort to revisit a bit of their glory days and try and, um, encourage people to get that feeling back from, from the, uh, late 90s early 2000s um bringing bring back walters as well i think they're trying to invigorate yeah that that sense of the where the club was in that time surprisingly the canberra raiders it's their 40th uh, anniversary this year and a lot a lot of their um media at the moment that i found on their website and socials is is talking about that that they're 40 years but what i um could not find is any marketing or branding campaign around the 40 years or around ticketing sales. No, no slogans, no catchphrases, hashtags, taglines. Um, so sticking very uh, simple with their campaign for 2022. Bulldogs, once a bulldog, always a bulldog. Uh, again, I don't think that they had much collateral around it, but it seemed to be featured on their, their memberships. Cronulla is celebrating going back to their uh, stadium, Points Bet Stadium. So they've got two slogans that they've been using, coming home and back to Points Bet Stadium. The Titans you may have seen uh, late last year when they announced their rebrand, which was Feel the Energy, and they actually had a really nice uh, video um, that they released at the time with the the rebranding and also including, you know, the, the launch of their female team as well. Manly, I'm Manly, which I think is just a really fun play of words to um, to go with. I don't necessarily think the execution on, on what they were doing is too good, but um, yeah, they've gone with I'm Manly there. Melbourne Storm, which was only released late, uh, uh, the last two or three weeks actually, uh, Ride the Storm, 
uh, they've got a fair amount of uh, good collateral that seems to be coming out. And I think Melbourne generally do put a lot of effort into this stuff. Um, Newcastle Knights, I couldn't, I don't believe I could find anything there on theirs. And similar with the Warriors, there was not too much going on in that space. Um, Nick, I think you should be a bit disappointed with with the Warriors in that aspect. When aren't us Kiwis? <laughs> <laughs> I heard um, Dylan Walker is going to the Warriors next year, and the reason he go that he's leaving Manly is because he wants to go home in the Premiership. Yeah. Just, Are you kidding? What? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I suppose... Nick, as a, as a lifelong Warriors fan, how does that sit with you? I suppose... Leaving um, Manly. I suppose James Maloney left um, left the Storm and won a premiership, didn't he? So it just took a few detours past the Warriors. <laughs> we, we, seem to, we seem to get these guys that are, that are young and they become these great players. It's just after they leave. Guys like, um, yeah, Maloney and um, even Chad Townsend kind of for the Sharks was, was quite a decent yeah. player. And um, Reese Walsh will be the same. Uh, As our um, rugby correspondent, uh, can you update us on Tuvasa Shek? He has looked excellent in the game and a half he's had, and now he's out for weeks, if not months, with a shoulder injury. So that's a bit of a mm. disappointment. Um, shoo-in for the All Blacks people are saying but who knows now yeah sweet (laughs) (laughs) moving on on. Uh, Eels have gone with uh, find your place in paradise which I thought was clever the Panthers have a really great uh, video out obviously being the the premiers from last year, they're really jumping on celebrating that and pushing, you know, for back-to-back premiership. Uh, so they've gone with the legacy for their campaign. Rabbitohs uh, couldn't really find too much content uh, around on it, but they seem to be going with two slogans, March to Glory and Bound by Blood. Dragons are going with Be In. Roosters are traveling with Call Yourself a Rooster, which they've actually got a pretty good video, which um, which I suppose, uh, I suppose uh, just shares what that means for them and, and where that, that uh, tagline has come from. And the, the Tigers, with their new logo as well, are going with New Era, along with, I think, their regular campaign, which is Show Your Stripes. So I'm not sure how many of them, fellas, you've been able to go and look through. But um, I think there's probably three or, three or four there that I think have executed really well. Um, so, yeah, who, who wants that? You, Kit, you want to mention anything there? Yeah, I won't go into detail. I think you know, we've slipped through a few good ones and, and some that aren't quite as good. Um, whether clubs are still building after COVID redundancies or whatnot and their teams are still not quite where they were pre-COVID, I don't know. But um, as a whole, I reckon the last, let's say, four years, the NRL and AFL and all the pro teams, uh, socials and brands and marketing have really stepped it up, like, you know, some of the collateral we're seeing coming out and, you know, some of the videos that we've just flicked through and stuff like that is, um, yeah, it's really on par with some of the awesome things that these American and European clubs are doing. So it's, uh, it's great to see. And, um, yeah, it's exciting to see. So, you know, props to all these hardworking designers in, in marketing departments at clubs because, um, yeah, love, love your work. 
Um, in regards to these, uh, these, uh, what are we calling them, you know, brand campaigns, really there's, there's sort of a couple of go-tos, isn't there? There's throwback to the, the history and you sort of, uh, you know, you have your, your, your montages of, you know, the old boys scoring and what's kind of, I think the Broncos did that a bit, maybe the Bulldogs a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. always a winner, isn't it? Like, it's hard to stuff that up. You know, once mm-hmm. you, and it's, I guess it's similar to what we do. We do a nice throwback jersey. Take the, the Sharks one, for example. I mean, how do you stuff that up? Nostalgia is such a, such a strong emotion and a strong feeling. So, uh, that's one of them. And then the other one is really delving into your area, your community. You know, I saw some of the Titan stuff there on Surface Paradise and shots of the crowd and the diehard fans. Um, you know that's another winner so uh yeah yeah great work i reckon yeah what i what i really like to see and and when it's executed is executed well is is a carryover across a whole lot of mediums and that's not necessarily mediums between your social accounts but it's your uh, game day activations uh your e-com um, even, even your, you might not call it an unboxing experience, but you're actually, you know, you're getting your, your gear, whether you've ordered it online and it's, it's showed up in a, in a package, um, how you're being greeted through your EDMs, um, and just encompassing all of that. And, and I think that's one thing that I've found Melbourne Storm have done well, not, not being a necessarily a Melbourne Storm member or a, um, particularly a fan of their their team but they seem to do a really good job of carrying that collateral collateral along a whole different range of um access points to consumers customers fans and hell even partners for that matter it was mentioned last week in our lost episode but um you know i think we all agreed last week that it'd be great for us to be able to leverage off some of some of these campaigns ourselves but doesn't always you know with our timelines and we're sort of maybe six months ahead of when they're releasing these brand campaigns, it can't always work. Um, just to give you a little sizzler, that we actually have worked closely with the Cowboys team and uh, taken a lot of their assets and put it into the 2023, um, which will be the 2024 as well, Cowboys home and away jerseys. So that's come straight from the brand and marketing guys. So, um, yeah, whenever we get the opportunity to do that, absolutely love it. I'm sure you guys agree. Yeah, I've I've definitely had that privilege with Firebirds in the past as well, and even even some of the um, you know, some of their you know, themed rounds that they run throughout the year. Um, you know, in the past, well, we all know Indigenous Round and, and Heritage Round, uh, but you know some of those other ones as well, and how you can incorporate merch into that, which is yeah, really fun. That's where the fun stuff you know really comes into play. Um, so if I could, yeah, put in some honourable mentions here. I'm a big fan of the the eels find your place in paradise. I think they may have used that uh, pun a couple of times now, but the execution on their membership page is is really cool. Uh, they got a bit of a neon thing going on, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I found that a really fun one. The Panthers with their the legacy. I think. Um, someone who's not necessarily a Panthers fan but have been following them 
you know, with keen interest for a while, um, you know, thinking that, you know, they're, they're one of those teams that have come up through the, the youth division and um, a lot of them have stuck together. You feel like that's the team that, you know, should have deserved one and, and to get it. Uh, watching that video, and I think... Currently beating Manly, by the way, in the oh, season they, right can, we get a, can we get a live... Uh, to the ground level, can we get a live score of what's happening down there? <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. It's freezing here in Penrith Stadium. Uh, it might not be. It might be warm. I don't know, but uh, Panthers are winning 18-6. Ready to go. Thanks for that uh, in-depth insight from our um, roaming reporter. Um, so I found the, the, the Panthers video actually, you know, quite, um, inspiring actually. Uh, I think they did a really good job. Uh, shout out to the, the Newcastle Knights video as well there. Um, I think the Knights video really well executed. Uh, I, I, I can't, I can't explain what, um, what visual effects they're using, but it's, you know, kind of like your laser streams, you know, going down around the, the, the um, Newcastle community, um, and then them having a bit of fun and mucking around in, inside a, a shed of some sort with uh, the colours around, which is nicely executed. You got something, Kit? Yeah, I was just going to um, post something to Nick. Nick, I'm a little worried that our mate's going to uh, maybe switch teams again the way he's affectionately talking about some of these uh, oh, shards sides and whatnot. How <laughs> oh, can, can you aggress? <laughs> <laughs> what is it Titans today? Might or, be under his um, fifth NRL team. Titans today or, or Cowboys or <laughs> Settle when down. Does the Dolphins Settle arrive? down, guy. <laughs> yeah. How many how many yeah. membership links did you click? How many have you signed up for? Oh mate, I'm gonna have so many cookies on my computer now going around <laughs> saying, Are you interested in Parramatta membership? Are you interested in Dragons membership? Yeah, speaking um, of targeting the right person too. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down. Speaking of um, membership your boys um for, he's all in on the AFL. I'm now a Brisbane Lions member as well. So, didn't didn't take you long to convert. <laughs> you just signed. You, you've got a Lions membership. Yeah. Were you impressed by their uh, marketing campaign? Or? Oh, I think we've talked about it before. There's a few slogans and whatnot we'd change when we saw a, a job advert up there. <laughs> Wasn't it I am lion or something yeah, like that last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. yeah, look, it's actually on my agenda to do for the AFL launch um, in the next. Is it next week or the week after? Um, my dates are out, yeah, but they, next week. yeah, they start um, playing next weekend. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll be visiting the the <laughs> AFL teams campaigns as next as, week. Um, but if you got any sizzle there, Nick, that you want to comment <laughs> around the I am lion, as long as as long as Joe's still got his mustache, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> but just just back on the look a little bit like him. <laughs> the, the tall and skinny, no calf, no calf muscles. <laughs> like he's from the seventies. Looks like he should be living in the seventies. Yeah, Look, I right. will just say I am a uh, respectful admirer of uh, all all brand and all teams and all campaigns. Um, I can I can have my team. I can follow my team. I'm I'm not as passionate as you, Kit. Where you feel like you need to, <laughs> you need to get aggressive sometimes in your support. I can support my team quietly, but also uh, have a lot of respect for teams, players, brands, um, yeah, and when sure. things are executed well. And you know, both of you guys know me, and the listeners will get to know me too. I have no problems, um, you know, saying it straight when I think I don't like something or when something <laughs> hasn't been executed in the same way. Yeah, I mean, we can all appreciate all the teams as long as it's not the Dolphins. 
Alrighty. All the Raiders. For some reason, I've never liked the Raiders. No, the Raiders, they got <laughs> Raiders great colour combos. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it was because it was the, the first ever league game I went to in 2002. The year the Warriors made the final, it was one versus eight, and it was the Raiders at Mount Smart. And I think that was just the point where I went, okay, no, we can't lose this one. But And the, the Raiders won, did that? We went to the final that year, mate. Little little do you know, Nick, is we uh, went through an extensive back and forth process of designing our logos and colours, and I just uh, reckon you go and have a look at our brand Snuck logos in, uh, again for Field of Design and see how close they resemble another team. She's a, she's a decent logo, though. Who, who, who yeah, there's refreshed. Refreshed in, I think, yeah. the last three years. They um, culled a lot of the detail, culled a lot of the black. In fact, all of the black. I mm. don't think there's any black on there now, and they've gone with that nice um, deep sea green navy colour, if you can call it that, and the, yeah, um, the, the lime. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a cracking, uh, cracking logo. And that's something interesting coming up for the next couple of years is how the Titans and, and Tigers use their new brands. Um, mm-hmm. And Kit, you'll obviously have a little bit of insight into the Titans um, coming up. Yeah, I don't know and, how much uh, you can share. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a few, few more on the, on the horizon as well. Oh, look out! Interesting. <laughs> a bit of a sizzle there. Um, yeah, so, uh, what have I, what have I mentioned? So Panthers, I think Eels are doing a good job. Knights got a great, um, video there. Melbourne Storm I've mentioned and the Titans with the feel of the energy. I think that that video and their release of their brand was, um, yeah, really well executed and honorable mention goes to the Canberra Raiders, uh, membership video, animated video that they had on their site. I had a little bit of a giggle with the, the cartoon, uh, male and female Vikings there telling you how to how to subscribe to their memberships. All right. Uh, unless you guys had any other comments, shall we swing on over to the Jersey review? Everyone's favourite segment of the week. Oh, don't sound so excited, mate. Far <laughs> oh, <we're> out. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> this one uh, comes from the mid-90s, a, a classic era for the rubbish football kit um, and the reason I bought this one up was uh, Wales were warming up for the World Cup qualifiers against San Marino uh, and they decided no we're not going to play top tier football teams because San Marino are a bit rubbish so we'll play against lower division club sides they beat a a club side in Wales, 6-0, all happy days. They came up against Leighton Orient, who were uh, in the third division at the time and had Oof. just finished 20 se- uh, 21st in Division 3, um, so 89th in the Football League in England. Um, and they ended up losing 2-1 in this kit, which was their 1995-96 away kit. So do you want to describe the aesthetic for the listeners? (laughs) So it's sort of a very deep, again, probably that deep sea sort of tearly inky navy um, with some very interesting (laughs) swirled red (laughs) designs on it, a big triangle sort of dart across the, from from the right sort of underarm to the left shoulder, uh, and then centralised umbro badges and... 
and obviously the Wales badge underneath it. Um, this team... I like the central badge. Mm. We'll say to our listeners, um, if, you, if you're listening, uh, go head to our Instagram, Field of Design podcast, um, and you can see the tile there and, and play with us at home. I'll just give you a... React with <laughs> us at home. I'll give you an uh, on-field version of it as well. <laughs> can I tell you what it reminds me of? Yes. And obviously, this has hit home to us in the last couple of weeks, but it actually looks like a washed away, like a washed away road. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a flood. It's giving me PTSD from what I went through. <laughs> it's uh, the the two images that we're looking at. The color disparity is quite large. So, is it more accurate the on field? It's more of a an ink green, no, but ink bottle green, so. or is it more of that? I have seen this kit yeah. once in real life, and yeah, it was, probably was sort of the closer to the on field picture that I've shown you guys. Yeah, I just don't understand it. I, what I, is its purpose? I just love how kit, kits in the 90s were, um, they were a square. They're just as wide as they are long. <laughs> <laughs> and the interesting neckline on it as well, it's got this uh, weird kind of arched V that, that sits quite low. Uh, yeah. looks two-tiered as well. You've got a contour uh, sitting on the top. The white, that's actually three, three tiered yeah, contours. So, um, so you got white and then the teal and then the white again. And then you're throwing a, a three tone collar on top of that as yeah, well. With the red and the, the teal and white. That was, a, that yeah. was a big thing in in the 90s, that sort of v-neck collar. Or mm-hmm. even they were still lace collars in some jerseys of the time. So uh, apparently just leaks coming out for next season's kits. Adidas are bringing back some, some collars. Um that look pretty 90s, so Manchester United and, and the like, um, going back to some 90s collars. Yeah, okay. I just, yeah. The, I, I'm not a fan of it. No, I, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, I, I get, you know, we've talked a couple of times around that error and just sublimating designs on it because it's new and you can. Well, um, but the, the lines don't, you know they're not joining up particularly in the sternum there we've got the ones coming down the sides and then it's as this far as you know, know when you're working on yes as far as i know this one wasn't sublimated I've, okay. i have seen this once in real life and from memory the sort of the red line between the it, teal and the grayish texture is actually is a piping, piping? yeah yeah okay <laughs> okay it was something that I, it kind of looked like that, but I wasn't 100% sure. You can kind of tell up near the um, collarbone where the seam is up yeah. there. So, what's, th- what are the, what's the white? Is that, is that a heat seal or is that also paneling? It was, uh, there, was there was that sort of era in the 90s where you could, you know, stitch different colors together. Um, they obviously had it with Canterbury and, and rugby. Um, so, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a completely separate piece, having only seen it, you know, once in a quick view in a shop, but yeah. um, the, the red was... was I think it's <laughs> You think the... See, I, I do... Now that Nick said it, I do think the there's that oh, that wedge panel that does look like there's piping on there, but you're saying the three panels are sublimated panels with piping um, and... Yeah, I'd okay. have to I'd have to go back to it. Um, 
like I say, I saw it once probably, what would it have been, 2019, in a store in London, so, <laughs> didn't see Yeah, let us know next week. Looking at it. Obviously the badges and stuff are all uh, patches and embroidered. Yeah. And then that, that, what I guess you could only describe as a, um, you know, when you're working in Illustrator and, and you're using transparencies and you've got that, that transparency grid that you see in the back, yeah. you know, the, what you're working on. That's the closest thing that I can think that kind of resembles that, that wedge panel. I remember we did something, was it last year together with Hockey Victoria with this sort of faded out grid with that. Yeah. <laughs> That ended up quite yeah. It's like fly screen to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a fair call too. Yeah, yeah, man, not a fan. Hey, I, I, thanks for share, thanks for sharing it, but uh, that's a that's a mess for me. It's an abomination, isn't it? No, I've got to I've got to bring these classics that you've never seen that are just as bad as some of them are good. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, by all means, I still in, in, it's still entertaining to see them. Yeah, well, jerseys you never would have seen. Um, all right, fellas, let's let's start to wrap this up. So, um, we got any? If you'd like to get in touch with the show, sorry. If you would like to get in touch with the show, um, you can reach out to us at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail uh, Hit us up on our Instagram, fieldofdesignpodcast. Uh, feel free to comment, share, um, DM us. Uh, let us know how we're going. Do we uh, also, I, I think a shout out also to our friends over at RL Jerseys for um, for mentioning us on their Instagram. G'day guys. And I think they've also started their, their own podcast as well. So um, good luck and here's to a fun rivalry. <laughs> um, I, any comments, any, friendly any feedback? Friendly, friendly. friendly rivalry, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess we'd better shout their podcast out, which is Aussie Jersey Watch. Um, I think they've just recorded their first episode, so I listened to it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So we're we're, what? we're equal now, one and one. And <laughs> Let's go. It's a race who gets the next one out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> how many how many failures? <laughs> how many uh, um, podcasts go live versus how many are sitting in the bank that aren't going to be used? Who did more trial runs? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, gentlemen. It's always great to see you. Uh, always great to talk to you. Next week, uh, we'll, um, we'll review the AFL's campaigns ahead of their um, season. Um, and finally, uh, back to the, the footy kit. What's the score, mate? Uh, it's still cold or warm here at Panther Stadium, or whatever it's called, and Penrith are up from 4 to 6. So, mainly a shit house with Tommy Turbo. Whatever, whatever are we going to do? And how big is that points bet, like? <laughs> it's too big, yeah. <laughs> but it's tonal, though, right? It is. We all like that. We do like tonal. Alright, thanks, fellas. Adios, amigos. See you next week.